Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe podcast, I'm going to be talking about my trip to the Nepali Coast Trail and how the third time is a charm. So this is going to be more of a story podcast. So if you like stories of adventure and potentially some cool stuff to do in your future, or you know, just want to hear and live vicariously through what I'm doing, then listen on. So this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my online at-home training program. All you need is a couple dumbbells and a kettlebell, and you are good to go or really nothing at all. Although I like to step people up into either just the body weight and then into the dumbbell and kettlebell workouts. These are the workouts that we are doing every single day. So if you want to get the results that we are typically getting here at the Get Better Project, all you have to do is follow along. Not to mention you're hiring me as your personal coach. So if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, head over to the Get Better Project and check it out. And, and if you're listening to this before Black Friday, if you're on the All Around Joe email list, you will get a special Black Friday email on Black Friday of the Feel Good Friday. So I'm going to send out my Feel Good Friday email and I'm going to have a special discount for those of you that are on my email list. So if you are listening to this on Thanksgiving Day, you can head over to allaroundjoe.com and get yourself signed up for the Feel Good Friday emails and you will get a special discount on the Get Better Project. Okay, doke. Also, I should mention that for this whole Black Friday holiday season, I am updating my Black Friday fitness podcast page where I have a list of all of the deals that I'm following right now. And I'm updating that as I get them regularly because some of these companies will have given me their discounts already, but some of them are giving them or holding them back until the last minute and they change them. So I like right now, I've got some like $65 Reebok Nano 9s on there, but that's, you know, it comes and goes. It's kind of a weird one. And let's see, there's some other really good, great stuff on there, like the, the compression gun, the Hyperice compression gun is on there. We got some Perfect Aminos. We've got inside tracker discounts, all kinds of stuff. So you head over to allaroundjoe.com slash 224. You will get to that whole list of stuff that is updating regularly. So I'd recommend checking that out probably on Black Friday and over the weekend and maybe again, then again on Cyber Monday because people are stretching out these sales and adding things in. And uh, I will be make, making sure to keep that updated. So let's get into this really interesting adventure here. So the Nepali Coast Trail is a 11-mile-out, 11-mile-back trail that is on the north end of the island of Kauai. So the Hawaiian island of Kauai. It is the whole island in and of itself is a very beautiful place. So I highly recommend checking that out if you've never been there before. It's kind of a more laid back place than the typical touristy Hawaiian island like Maui. Um, so I've only been to Maui, the big island of Hawaii, and then Kauai. And Kauai is definitely the most lush and green and uh, with the most, I guess, like jungle, jungle esque features. Hence, the Nepali Coast, which is known for the whole Jurassic Park. I don't know that they filmed all of Jurassic Park there, but there's a lot of film filming for Jurassic Park that was done there. So if you can imagine these big, green, towering, um, 
mountains into the ocean that drop into the ocean with crazy waterfalls, all that fun stuff. That is Nepali coast for you. And if you are watching this, I'm going to throw in some pictures. So, or if you're listening to this, you want to watch it, I would head over to honor.com slash two and I'm going to have the YouTube video there where you can watch and see some of the pictures that are going to come through in the video as I'm talking about this. So Nepali coast trail, the first attempt that we had at this trail and I should also mention that it is well known as one of the most dangerous trails in the world. So if you search for most dangerous trails or most difficult trails, the Nepali Coast Trail comes up a lot as being one of those most dangerous, most difficult trails in the world, which to me is really interesting. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But our first attempt, so a year and a half ago, we actually headed to Kauai and we had permits that we'd gotten quite a bit before heading out there to go and backpack out, camp for a night, and then backpack back in. And we had our whole Airbnb set up all around that. When we showed up in Kauai, what happened was it was right after this major storm. You may not have heard about it on the mainlands, which is kind of weird how that information doesn't necessarily hit the mainland news circuits. But there was a major storm where people were like losing their houses. Their trail was being washed out up north. There was a whole bunch of damage. People had to be helicoptered off of the trail and from from their beaches or houses back to the areas that weren't washed out. Uh, it was a big devastation area. There was even people being rescued via jet ski from the trail. So this happened literally the day before we got there. So we show up and we're you know, looking to hike on the trail backpack and it is just completely washed out. You know, you can't access it at all. It's a state of national, was it national emergency map, national disaster. Um, so it's all bad. We can't get in there. It's not a good scene at all. It's, and we even asked if we could help out and they said, no, um, it's too early. We don't really have the structure or the organization to have people volunteer and help out. So we show up, we can't do it. And we don't know when it's going to reopen. Turns out that the Nepali Coast Trail reopened a, a little over a year after that. Okay, And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was around June of this year, 2019, that it reopened. They started reissuing permits for the trail. Here's the thing, though. At that time... When we found out that they had they were reopening the trail, we had set up that we were going to come to Hawaii for November because we wanted to go to the national parks in Hawaii, which we hadn't been to yet for our national park trip, van life, you know, conquest journey that we're on here. So we were going to go to no, or Hawaii in November, and we heard that the Nepali coast was reopening. So we checked it out, and the permits were up or their permits were available, but you could only get them two weeks in advance. What we did is we put an, a notification in our calendar to ping us two weeks before we're going to be in Kauai, because we're going to be spending about two weeks in Kauai. And when that time came, we got pinged, we looked up the permits, and they had changed it to 90 days. So at some point, they had opened it up, to nine days rather than two weeks, and we thought we had missed our opportunity. But it turns out that there was one day that could accommodate the two of us on the trail, and it was the last Friday that we were going to be 
in Kauai, which is great because that's one of the days we take off of work. So we scooped up that permit, all awesome, all good to go, super pumped. And knowing, you know, what this trail looked like and having tried to do it one more time, we, we were just like stoked to do it. And this time we thought that we were trying to run it. So 11 miles out, 11 miles back, 22 miles. We had been running quite a bit for just for fun and for, you know, in a lot of the places that we had been in van life, all over Colorado, Utah, California, a lot of good running places with warm weather, even though as the weather was turning, um, we were able to continue running in this good weather. So we felt pretty confident about being able to do 22 miles. We've done that several, that distance several times before, and we were feeling pretty fit about doing it. So we had the permit. We were all trained up. We got ourselves really ready to go. So we went to the places that we could. It was like Safeway and Walmart because there's not a lot of opportunity or places to buy um, running nutrition. Bought a bunch of baby food packets, bought some actual some candies, bought some. Uh, we got those cliff gel or cliff blocks, which we found at Walmart, which is cool, and some fuel for fires. And then we packed up some electrolytes about three liters of water per pack and a bunch of perfect aminos and our packs were basically just weighted down, ready to go. From where we were staying in Kauai, it was about an hour and a half drive to the trail. So we get up at 5 a.m., we drive to the trail because we know it's going to be a really long day in the dark and we get there and we start hiking, which is, you know, it looks cool. The day, days, but I by cool, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a great day to do this run. And we're getting going. We're running up the first hill, running down the first hill. And we run into a ranger as we're running. And the ranger says, hey, guys, I'm closing the trail because the water or the stream crossing up ahead is too high, too dangerous to cross. So we're like, what? Are you, know, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, you know, um, since you're out here, I'm not going to like turn you around or anything like that, but I'm headed back right now to close the trail. So we're like, oh man, you know, just like deflated from this because we're ready to go. We're about a mile, uh, one and a half miles in or so. And, you know, we've got a bunch of miles left to go. We hadn't even had our first new piece of nutrition. So we decided, all right, we're going to go and check out the stream for ourselves. He didn't actually say that we, sh we can't cross the stream or that he may have said we shouldn't cross the stream, but he didn't kick us off the trail or he didn't say that we were not able to cross the stream. So we headed down there. We passed a couple that had just come across it from the other side. And they said, oh, yeah, if you go down to the beach, no big deal. You can cross it. Uh, it's not that, not that hard. So... The interesting thing is when you get to the stream is obviously raging. It's more of a river at this point and not crossable where the trail is usually crossing the stream. But I found this little area that I could like scale down about 10 feet by holding onto roots of trees into another trail that is usually accessible when the water level is lower and just you can walk through there. But I had to go through this jungly area in order to get to this trail that led down to the beach. Once you get down to the beach, then you can see that if when the water is out or the tide is out, but not tide, when the waves are out towards the ocean, you could scamper across the river as it comes into the sea there. And 
we waited for a while and saw somebody actually do this. And it was only about, you know, mid, mid thigh height, but you could tell the water was rushing pretty well. And so we continued to wait and contemplate whether or not we should try it. Confidence wise, I thought we could do it. No problem. But the questionable thing was like, what happens if the river or stream continues to rise and we need to get back across later on? We weren't really sure. So we decided that it probably wasn't a good idea to do that. And we headed back to the trailhead where the ranger was closing the trail down. And we thought we would ask him if it would be okay to come back another day since we weren't able to make it. Fortunately, the ranger was really nice. And he said, yeah, you know, and I'm sorry because you, I see that you guys are running. And since you have a permit for today and are not camping out actually at the beach or any of our campgrounds, I will honor it, honor your permit either tomorrow, which would have been a day that we had a permit for. Anyway, we had it for the night. So, you know, Friday sat to Saturday or the next day. So just come and, you know, tell them, tell any of the rangers that I told you that you could do it and that you were just running in and out. So it's not like we're going to be having you on the trail for multiple days and you're not going to take up a campsite. So we thought, sweet, we will do that. And we had somebody else, actually a parking attendant, tell us about a website that you could check out the water levels for the stream, which is pretty cool. We didn't know about this before. They should have probably put that in an email that went out to you when you got your permit and or just on the permitting website. I am putting the permitting website on this blog post that goes along with the podcast. So if you go to allaroundjoe.com slash 225, that's allaroundjoe.com slash 225, you can get to the permitting site there. There's just going to be a link to it. So what we had done is we were pretty disappointed that we weren't able to do that. It's an hour and a half drive out. Then we had to take an hour and a half drive back. So three hours of driving that day and we hadn't done the trail. <laughs> we were expecting to be, you know, out for eight to 10 hours or, you know, maybe we'd go faster, but you know, that's what we prepared for. We prepared for, you know, 10 plus hours of nutrition and water, we brought a water filter so we could filter the water from the streams and, you know, even if we had like the worst case scenario, which was that we couldn't get back across the stream, we could stay overnight and we'd be fine. It wouldn't be that big a deal. You know, 10, 10 plus hours of food and then not and having as much water as we needed. Um, you can handle food for food with water for, you know, actually a few days if you really needed to. But we were really worried about about having to do that. We didn't want to, didn't think it was a safe opportunity. And with the ranger telling us that we probably shouldn't do it, we decided that it wasn't a good idea. Headed back to the uh, Airbnb and just watched the water report. So we decided that the best thing to do would be to come back the next day if the water levels were lower. It turned out that the water level had gone down about two feet. So we charged back up the next morning in order to try and get this trail done because this was going to be the third time that we had attempted it. I mean, you got to keep trying. And we only had a couple days left in Kauai, so we wanted to do it on this particular trip. We drove, got up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. again, drove all the way up to the trailhead. As we got to the trailhead, we had been checking the weather and whatnot, and it looked like it was going to be a great day. But as we got to the trailhead, it started pouring rain. <laughs> pouring rain, Okay. And we had some people that were doing trail maintenance and they told us, man, that looks, it looks like you're going to get real wet. I don't know about doing that. So, but we're like, well, we're going to do it. You know, no big deal. It's rain. It's still like 80 degrees out. So it's pouring rain, but it's 80 degrees out. 
We've got our packs. We've got all our nutrition. We charge up those first two miles, get to the stream. The stream is still about two feet lower, easily able to cross it. We just hop across the rocks. No big deal. But the rain continues to like monsoon downpour. So if you've ever been on a trail where when it's raining really hard, a lot of times the water will start running down the trail and it becomes like a stream on the trail. So it was like that, except that it was massively flooded. So like six, four to six inches, let's say, of mud and water on the trail in most places. So we had no chance of keeping our feet dry, not even a little bit. And in fact, after about 30 minutes, everything was totally soaked. We're talking underwear, socks, shirts, packs, everything. We're just totally drenched in water. But we thought, you know, whatever, like I said, we've got the nutrition that we need. We've got the water that we need. We're warm enough. It's not a big deal. We're just keep on charging forward, running as much of it as we can. And it was very slippery. We both fell a couple of times, not in any dangerous situations, but it's just, it was very slippery and very muddy. So it, it happened. The water didn't let up for over two hours. So we hiked and ran in that water downpour monsoon for about two hours. If you can imagine how wet we were. But at about the you know two and a half, three hour mark, it did let up. And we were just about getting to what they call the, I believe it's Crawler's Ledge, um, where it's this basically this rock face with a little platform that you walk out on. There's a cliff on one side, mountain on the other side. They make it sound a lot, a lot worse than it is. It's really not that bad. If you've done a lot of hiking or trail running, it's moderate. It's not all that intense, but for some reason it gets a big rap. So we got there and the rain had just stopped, which some people say you're not supposed to cross if it's raining a lot, but we had other people tell us, you know, it was fine. I think it would have been okay in either way. We crossed it. It was beautiful. The clouds started apart. We had encountered some of the most amazing rainbows that we have ever seen because of all this rain and because the sun had come out. So at that point, at three hours, we had about an hour more in order to get to the beach, which that's the 11 mile mark all the way in. So we had about an hour of dry weather and it's amazing how quickly the trail and the, the brush will dry out, even in a humid com- condition like it is in Kauai. But it dried out pretty quickly. There were a few really sketchy parts, though, where like the mud was super slippery. And, and it, there were in places where if you slipped, you would end up either you know, down a cliff or in the ocean, because those were the two options that you had. But we were able to make it and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have suggested that somebody that was a novice hiker had done that. You had to kind of hold on to roots or these netting things that they put up in order to keep the bank in place. And it was a little bit nerve wracking, but you know, not like you're going to stop and turn around because of it. So we got through that and then you end up kind of making your way down and having these amazing like 180 degree views of the ocean with the mountains on the other side or you know it's 360 but 180 of the ocean and 180 of the mountains and then it turns into this like white sandy beach where the campground is it's just amazing so the sun had come out and it was just 
beautiful. We stay there for about 15 or 20 minutes, just get, kicking our feet up, relaxing a little bit, kind of like celebrating the fact that we actually made it. Um, and we, like I said, we took tons of pictures. So if you head over to the Fantastic Life on Instagram, you'll see a lot of those pictures. Definitely a place to go. I posted a lot of them on my Instagram as well at all around Joe, but uh, I'm going to put some on this podcast blog post as well. So we made out there 11 miles. It was about four hours and some change, maybe four and a half hours and beautiful. So all of the rain, like I said, made it so much worth it. It's like when you can have the struggle that goes along with an accomplishment, it makes that accomplishment seem so much better. So it took us three times to get there. And not only not like three easy times, it was like we had to continue pushing in order to make it happen. You know, the first time there was a big storm. The second time we show up and we can't cross this river and we could have been done. Most people would have just turned around and been done. We asked the ranger if we could come back. They would honor our permit and he said yes. So then we did it again. So that was like we had six hours of total driving time in order to make that happen, you know, an hour and a half each way twice. So then it monsoons on us and it's just like, it's Looney Tunes crazy how much it's raining for two plus hours. And then finally, you know, most people would have even turned back then. Like there was people on the trail that just stopped, like they weren't moving because they were trying to wait for the rain to pass, but it just never passed. But we just kept on going and eventually, you know, we got out there and our total time that we were shooting for was, we were, we were wondering if we could make it around eight hours. <clears throat> So we got that four and a half. We made pretty good time. And then on the way back, it didn't really rain at all. So we were able to move a little bit faster. And we actually did it faster than what we had on the way there. And our total time was about eight hours and 30 some minutes, I believe, like maybe 839 um, from, for the complete trail. <clears throat> so it ended up being this fantastic trip, ups and downs and getting so wet and having, you know, the the trail be slippery and then dry and having the foliage drench you with water and then scrape you on the way back because once it was dry and because the trail, I believe that the, the greenery there grows so fast because of the water and the sun that it's really hard to keep up with the trail maintenance. So, you know, there's, I think they say there's 60 people on the trail basically all the time because it's so popular, but they only allow 60 people to be on at one time. So there's constantly a 60 people that's moving, turning in and out of that trail, but there's still so much growth that even though people are walking by, it doesn't knock down the, the greenery or like the plant enough to have it not feel like it's overgrown. So it feels like you're in this overgrown trail most of the time, unless you walk through a part or run through a part that had just been bushwhacked by somebody doing trail maintenance. It's a pretty interesting thing. Um, one thing I would note is that it's definitely not one of the most dangerous trails that I've ever done. There was this, that, like I said, a couple of little sketchy parts, but all in all, not, not even close. So I think it's pretty interesting that people say that. Um, but it is one of the most beautiful. And I highly recommend that you go and do that. And I think it was even better to do the whole thing in one day. You know, it would be cool to camp out and hang out there. You probably get a really good sunset if you have good weather. But at the same time, there's something awesome about being able to push yourself in order to do something long to like 22 miles in one day. And it heightens 
definitely my senses. So I appreciate it more. I have more fun. I get to use my body as a machine more. So I highly recommend that you try that. I think that it's great to push yourself through. And it wasn't that hard. I mean, we took one day off and then we got back to the gym the next day. So um, feeling great. It's only been a couple of days right now since we did the, the actual trail and, you know, no ill effects. And like I said, we didn't really train for a 22 mile, but we trained, I think up to like 10 miles before that. Uh, so that we were in shape enough to push on that particular day in order to get that 22 plus miles it actually ended up being 24 miles for us. Cause we had to park a couple miles away or a mile away from the actual trailhead, which you can get a permit for parking as well. But when we checked it, it was sold out for, I think the whole month or until January or something like that, the parking was sold out. So and not, not to not to worry, though, that you can park at the beach for free, which is, like I said, a mile away, or you can go and park at a parking lot, which is a few miles away, and get on a bus that will drop you off right at the trailhead. So there's all of these things available. If you have any questions about this, hit me up. I prefer in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 225, or you can email me at joe at allaroundjoe. But I do, like I said, I prefer in the show notes because then other people can get that information as well. So that was the Nepali Coast Trail, one of the coolest trails that I've done for sure, worth the permit, worth the time, the struggle, it makes it that much better. The third time is a charm. I recommend that you do it. I highly recommend that you try and run it, only run it though with trail running shoes. That's another thing I should note. There were several people out there that had regular flat running shoes that they were wearing. Do not do that. It's muddy and that could be very dangerous for yourself. Get really rugged trail running shoes. That would be my first um, first choice. I like them way better than hiking boots as well. Hiking boots are just not mobile enough. Like if you start tripping yourself, it's not, I don't know why people even like hiking boots unless they have some sort of issue going on. So the trail running shoes are the way to go. Just much more comfortable, much more uh, freeing for your ankle because your ankle should be mobile. I don't know where anybody ever decided with basketball shoes or hiking shoes, you needed ankle support. Your ankles are supposed to roll and move around. And it's the people that go from not having mobile ankles and then they roll their ankle that they actually hurt themselves. I can roll my ankle all day long and it's not going to hurt myself because my ankle is mobile and does what it's supposed to do. So there you have it. Wear trail running shoes. Um, wear uh, shirts, shorts, and underwear and socks and even shoes that are going to dry quickly. Don't wear cotton. Wear things that are going to dry quickly. I wore actually this shirt uh, when I did it. It's just an under, under, not under it's a Lululemon um, tech shirt. So anything like that would be really good to use. And let's see, last but not least, make sure you have a lot of food. So when you're doing a run like that, you just you mostly are looking for carbohydrates, but I also recommend bringing something like Perfect Aminos, which are so good, and it's probably why we recovered so fast. We we each had about twenty five or thirty Perfect Amino pills while we we're out on the trail, and that would help our muscles to recover that much faster. So, where a lot of people that didn't have that nutrition or had just had carbohydrates, so they felt okay energy wise, that's great but then you're going to be broken down for a long time. So we're actually, we were recovering as we were going because we were having, you know, a bunch of those right before we went. And then we had them uh, methodically throughout the rest of the run. So if you would like to do that, I would recommend it. You go with a bunch of nutrition. We like to eat every 30 minutes, about 30 minutes to 60 minutes. Sometimes you forget or don't feel like it, but I like to have enough nutrition to eat every, th every 30 minutes 
and have it be predominantly carbohydrates. And then with the perfect aminos, like I said, and the electrolytes every 30 to 60 minutes as well. And then a ton of water. So make sure that you bring that, make sure that you're prepared and your trip will be much more fun. So if you want any of this information, the show notes or the links for any of the things that I mentioned here, make sure you head over to allarangio.com slash 225 and go out and do the Nepali Coast Trail. Highly recommend it. It's a great way to spend some time. Don't go to Hawaii and just kick your feet up and drink alcohol. Get out there on one of these coolest trails in the world and have a great time. All right. Or at least do it and then go kick your kick your feet up and enjoy that. But do something really good for yourself on vacation because you probably don't need a vacation from your working out. <laughs> Certainly most people do not. So all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure that you check out my all around Joe Feel Good Friday email list by going to allaroundjoe.com. Like I said, I'm gonna have a get better project deal for you on Feel Good or on Black. Friday. So many Friday words here. I'm losing my mind. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions. I am here for you. The All Around Joe Podcast. We optimize your unique performance for my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around. Joe.